Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. It's Monday on the Stuff and Things podcast, which means it's Marvel Monday. I am Sam, that music can mean only one thing. We are back discussing Loki, the Disney Plus series. It is season two, it is finally here. Joining me to discuss the opening episode of the season, it's the Marvel superfan herself, it's Kaylee. Hi. How you doing? I'm okay. Good. I'm so happy, it's Marvel Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I've dragged you to talk about other shows, like The Last of Us. But here we go. It's, it's, you're in your wheelhouse now, in, in your happy place. Yay! Yeah, uh, it, it's just us. Uh, Stefan's going to be off the podcast for a little while. He is currently moving across the country, y'all. Um, uh, so he is very busy. Uh, I know he'll probably listen at some point, expecting me to be mean to him, but I'm actually not going to be. I'm going to be nice. Um, you say but, he's moving across the country, but for anyone yeah. listening in America, the distance he's moved is probably the next town over. Yeah, yeah I, I like to make it sound more dramatic. Like yeah. He is moving yonder, yeah, uh, moving coast to coast. Um, so, There's yeah. a whole different accent from where he's moved to where he's moved, so it could be across the country, really. Well, yeah. to be fair, in, in this small island we call home, you can go from town to town and get a different accent sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being from Bristol, I ought to stop talking about accents right now. <laughs> uh, but this is Loki. Um, now, Kaylee, I don't know if you remembered this, but there's a tradition on this show, and with Stefan not here... Uh, it's Loki season two, episode one, and the title of the episode was Ouroboros. Oh, nice! <laughs> Is that right? I wrote it down, and then I, when I read it, it comes out different every time. Yeah. So <laughs> when I read this, and I, and this is going to be a very niche reference for people, I think there was a BBC sci-fi show called Red Dwarf. Um, it's on mm. on for many many years. And there was a character in that called Lister who was found in a box under a pool table. And the only thing written on there was Ouroboros, which is this. And he was found in Liverpool and the box was a bit smudged. And they said, oh, they obviously wrote his name on it. It's our Rob or our Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and that always, uh, always, so whenever I see this, that's what I always think of. Uh, but uh, this episode's called OB. Um, so uh, diving straight in the season does just that it literally begins right where season one ended uh which which i'm very happy with because sometimes especially you know you've got the gap and everything that goes on and with a show like this where you can kind of tell it from countless timelines and possibilities and all sorts you're kind of open to them sort of starting it somewhere completely strange and us as the audience having to be like putting it together like okay where are we why Mm. are we uh but the fact it did kick off literally with the scene that we had at the end which is loki running towards mobius and in mobius being like who are you um how quickly because i gotta be honest i didn't how quickly did you put it together that that was indeed the same Mobius, but this was in the past. Um, it took me a little while. Yeah. Um, I I kind of, I you, you know me, I struggle with the whole time hopping thing yeah. anyway because it takes my my brain a minute to kind of comprehend what's happening. Yes. Time slipping um, is time the term slipping. we are using. <laughs> yes. Um. So it took me a little while, and it was almost as it is this a. Uh, memory loss thing if we yeah. kind of just gone back to the past if we started again it did take me a you know a, a, a minute or two to yeah. kind of go ah we're somewhere else but at the same time <laughs> well, at the end the end of season one is that scene where you run towards mobius and you've got the statues of kang everywhere mm-hmm. and i just kind of assumed because sylvie had killed he who remains 
the timeline has now changed. So when he got back to the TVA, everything had changed. Yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, we're still in the same place, but now everyone, who's Loki? I don't know a Loki. You know, everyone's mind's been changed because the timeline's been changed. So, and then once this episode started, and you kind of you go through it, uh, Loki himself kind of explained. You know, the episode itself explains itself. And once it did that, I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, because the TVA is supposed to be outside of time. And then so I was like, but he's time slipping within the TVA. And then the episode itself even then picked that up. And I was like, okay, right, I'm just going to sit back. (laughs) I'm going to stop trying to work this out because they are explaining it to me. And I'm just going to, like, let them do their job. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and do you know what? It was done... It was done really well, actually. I really did enjoy this episode because what I don't like is when, you know, they could have easily made that the whole premise of the whole season. And that would have annoyed me. So the fact that we've got that out the way pretty quickly, I appreciate that because, you know, shows like this and even in the first series, and it was actually something someone said online, I love this show, but. I always feel a bit stupid when I watch it because there's so much going on and some of the um, more kind of techie stuff, the more kind of sci-fi stuff makes me feel really daft Um, and it's hard to keep up. But actually that's answered all of that for me now. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm set (laughs) for the season. Good. I'm pleased. Um, One of the things that um, happens in this sort of opening bit, so he's, he's running from Mobius and one of the things that happens is he jumps onto like this male van, which mm. is floating around. And it's all stuff we saw in season one, but as background. Yeah. And that male van then in turns crashes into an office where a character is there who we met. And did you notice he's like, he's got these headphones on. And when he takes the headphones off, it's like a self-help thing. Oh, no, hear, yeah. No. yeah when, when he takes it off, the voice is like, you are a strong, confident guy. <laughs> no, I'm too busy looking at the van in the background, hurtling towards the window, yeah. thinking, move, you silly bugger. Uh, so if anyone, if anyone's going to watch it again or go back over that scene, you just listen to the moment he takes the headphones off. It is just like, uh, you are a strong... Now, I, I noticed that. I made a note of that. Um, and for me, that was just like a little funny throwaway thing. However, a few sort of larger uh influence and stuff online i've picked up on that and i've realized and i've done the work and i've then put a video out to show the person's voice on the self-help thing and what is being said is identical to the self-help that is in moonlight and he's trying to listen to when he's trying to go to sleep or not not go to sleep it's something called like stay awake or yeah stay awake yeah it's the same it's the same voice anyway so yeah i mean don't get me wrong you know it's it's disney you're probably just overworking that poor person but um people like it it. um so yeah he and uh loki uh, the van falls and you hear this loud crash Loki's like she'll be fine um she actually was because you actually see the van float away yeah. Um, in the background, so uh, the the initial like it's fine, it's fine, boom, <laughs> it's all okay, fine. just sleeping. <laughs> um, and then Loki uh, turns to this guy like, "You remember me, Casey? Please remember me." And he's like, "Uh, no." Um, a little detail I did notice again, which is when he starts time slipping and he sees Casey again, which is again a really nerdy detail to pick up on. His pocket's got an ink stain, and he doesn't have that in the past. There you go. I didn't notice that. I was so just, I could feel the confusion in that moment. And it it was, you could feel that Casey was just baffled by everything that was going on. And I felt for him in that moment. So I was more focused on him than an ink stain on the pocket. Yeah, no, no, this this is, this is, yeah, this is me. This is where I'm at. <laughs> um, but it was like another tiny thing to help demonstrate visually the, the past, different. the present. Yeah, yeah. The obviously the the big thing that Loki uses is the massive dent in the floor and the and the pattern which he put there, 
So he comes crashing through a window and smashes into the insignia on the ground, mm -hmm. obviously leaving a lot of damage. When he time slips to sort of, uh, I'm going to call it present day for him, and Casey's like, Loki, what are you doing here? He points out to the damage and notice the window's gone as well. The window is mm. now like boarded up, like it's never been fixed. And he's like, well, how long's that been that way? He's like, oh, forever, as far as I know. It was the first thing that kind of, I don't know, made me wonder about the TVA stuff. Because obviously we know that they are variants from the season one. We know that their variants have all just been put there. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting to me that Casey was there all that time ago. Mobius, all of these people were there all that time ago. And Casey would have remembered a van coming in, crashing into the ground, and Loki getting out of it. Absolutely. So he has had his mind wiped. Which which we kind of establish in the show, this is something that's happened. Yeah. But that is a demonstration of it. In the show as well, we have a couple, which we'll come on to, but just to do this one bit here... Loki speaks to OB. He speaks to him in the present and then in the past. When he speaks to OB in the past, his memories are updating in real time. In real time, yeah. But with Casey, that doesn't happen. So Casey's mind's been wiped. I don't think OB's has. No, and again, we'll come on to this later, yeah. but I think that you know there's something a bit more sinister afoot i feel oh, no don't 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 make obi a bad guy I'll, I'll be i'll be too hurt um but yeah so that that to me there was that, that little detail there and i thought oh wow okay that's you've given us that you've like given us there's this character past and present and then there's another character past and present and you've actually mm. shown us a difference like how long's that been like that oh no always so we had no memory of it happening Whereas Obi's like, hmm, wait a minute, that did happen once. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost as though Obi is the only one, which explains, yeah. you know, everyone else's lack of. Yeah, uh, well, it also remember. explains why Mobius is down there not remembering ever meeting him. Yeah, yeah. And he's there, you know, 400 years ago. Um, yeah. there, there's a conversation going on between Hunter and Mobius at this point about what to do. Um, they're looking at all the branches and the timelines and everything, and there's all the alerts going off in the TVA, yeah. and they're not sure what to do. And Mobius lands this great line about, because Hunter is saying we should tell everyone, tell everyone the truth. It's like, oh, yeah, I know. Just tell them all their gods are fake, and yeah. <laughs> and everything they've done for years has basically been mass murder. Um, yeah, that, yeah, everyone will take that really well. Um, it's just another day in the office. Yeah, I, I did think that. <laughs> Owen Wilson has a very, obviously, unique to him line delivery style and the way he speaks. And I think just hearing him in his cadence say that was very funny. <laughs> just um, yeah, uh, I mean, I it's the, it's the one thing that I, the, the my favourite thing about Loki is Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. I just think that they are both... They just bounce off each other so well. Yeah. And Owen Wilson is, is I don't even know if there's a word for his entire being, but his whole charisma and his whole wow. character. <laughs> yeah, just his mannerisms, everything. And I don't know if it's intentional or not, or if it's just him. I think it must every, be him. Every word that comes out of his mouth is just brilliant, which is unusual because I don't generally like the other stuff that he's in. <laughs> no, and I think I think that's a tribute to the writing as well because they are writing with his cadence in mind. So they are writing stuff so the way he speaks, it just delivers it really well. Yeah. Um, rather yeah. than sort of casting him and then trying to get him to layer it like Shakespeare. No, no. <laughs> we don't need that we'd, we'd, we'd cast a Shakespearean actor if that's what we wanted we want this guy to sound the way Owen Wilson yeah. sounds and therefore we're going to write that way and it just it's just working really well but from that conversation we meet someone called X5 um, my my note on this and I'll, I'll bring you in X5, new guy, total douche what, what's, what's your opinion of X5 from your initial meeting? Um, I don't know if douche is necessarily the word okay. that I would choose. I think at the moment 
we see him as being blindly loyal to yeah. something and he is just doing what he believes is correct and right and he's you know on the side of good yeah la, la, you know yeah. typical the, trope. the, the douche and aspect we'll for me was we'll him change. yeah the douche aspect for me really came from him just sort of making fun of the jet ski kind of scenario like <laughs> you know showing up and being like hey Renslayer missing they need you on this floor get your ass in gear eh, that's not douchey that's just being whatever but the picking up the magazine and having a bit of a pop i do want to circle that though i do just want to say the whole jet ski thing with him i still feel like that's they it's like they've not let that go that was a running yeah. thing discussed in season one and straight away in season two that's come up again and he yeah. appears to be the world's foremost expert on jet skis. <laughs> it's like he's like the minute someone mentions him, he's like, well, you know, it just like goes straight into it like a sales pitch. So yeah, and it's the whole the brand and yeah. the, the you know that there, there is. I think you're right, but again, is that something that they're just they're just throwing in there just oh, yeah, to no as a red herring? Yeah. I don't know. Or is it going to be? I hope it's some, I hope it's I something know. fun. I hope it's something fun where. He, you know, at some point he's going to discover his life, and he was basically like and a, he's a jet ski salesman. He invented it, you know, which is yeah. something like he is the guy who invented the jet ski. So yeah. he keeps seeing these magazines, like, oh, look at that. And he can't understand why he loves it so much. Um, yeah. And actually, now you say that, that's quite interesting because now I'm going to be looking for other things like that from these other characters. We mm. know that there's going to be you know, real versions of them out there somewhere. Yeah. And I wonder what parts of their character are we going to see that is a nod to who they really are. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. So they go into this meeting, and, and the thing that happens in this meeting, and again, I've written this down because I kind of wrote this down, circled it, and then at the end of the episode, uh, wrote some more notes on it. So I just want to get your reports, because we get introduced to two characters here, well, three, because there's just a guy asleep, which is so... Uh, I've been in some meetings like that. <laughs> like, here's our board. Is the 90-year-old guy just sleeping? Are you a central part of this meeting? Or, okay. Um, there's a general docs mm -hmm. and Judge Gamble, and they're in a war room. They call it the war room. And they're sort of being the typical TVA... Uh, bureaucracy, it has to be on the record, press the button before you speak, and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that was interesting to me was a general, a general, general docs. Like, the TVA is a bureaucracy, it's pruning timelines, it's, you know, they had hunters, investigators, countless admin and bureaucracy and everything that's going on. Why a general? Like, why a war room? And it it took me the whole episode until I got to the very end and everything mm. else that had happened. And I was like, the TVA, possibly, and this is just my thinking, originally was he who remains army in the, in the wars. Because he, remember, in the end of season one, he talks about he had to defeat all of his variants... He had to win and kill, prune, uh, win out mm -hmm. the, the Great War and then create one sacred timeline. And it kind of feels to me like he would have had to have had an army then. You know, mm -hmm. he would have had to have commanded people. And in an army, you have a general, you have generals, you have soldiers. And yeah, it just kind of, like for that first time, the TVA is like, like this bureaucracy, but then all of a sudden... There's this person who's a general, and the general's wearing a uniform full of medals. Mm. And it's like, well, hang on, <laughs> what's what's yeah. going on? So, so what? So what was your thing in it? Because obviously, the scene sort of evolves, and we got all that. But what what were your sort of thoughts on these these characters? Um, I mean, they've got <laughs> just going back to the sleeping guy. There's always one. Yeah, there's always one, and. He will impart some kind of throwaway line that is just the wisdom that, you know, saves the day. That's my yeah. take on the sleeping guys, always the quiet ones. Yeah. Um, the general is 
yeah, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And actually, I think I kind of agree, actually. Mm. Um, she is almost like a, a hidden, a hidden body for Kang. Yeah. Um, and has probably always been there very quietly in the background and yeah. probably quite hidden because the reaction when they got to that room wasn't one of who are you? No. You know, where have you come from? So I think she's probably always been there. We were just, you know, we haven't seen that exactly, yeah. Side of 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 the of the group yet. Because if I walked into a room and there was suddenly this, you know, high ranking general, yeah, you'd be a bit like, hang on a minute. But Who there was none you? of yeah. that. There was none of that reaction. So whilst we only see the, you know, the bureaucratic side of everything, yeah, it kind of makes sense, yeah. I guess. But I think it's where does her loyalty lie? And I think we see more of that towards the end. Yeah. And actually, my the, um, we'll get to that 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 section anyway. But the the note that I've circled at the end is she fishy. Well, she, she fishy. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because you know we did the secret invasion um, show, and the big part of the secret invasion was. Who is who? Can you trust? Who is who? This yeah. person? Do they do they? Are they scroll? Are they human? Are they who they think they are? Are they who you think you are? It was all very yeah. Who is this person? How long have they been this? And and that was the key question. And then we go into this, and I'm I don't know whether perhaps it's a hangover from that, or mm-hmm. I am right to be going. Who's had their memory wiped? Who yeah. actually knows really what's going on? Because like we've we're going to talk about Obi in a minute, but both of us I think have got a little bit of suspicion about Obi. Mm. But then there's this general who's obviously a general of the multiversal war, uh, you know, a veteran of the multiversal war, got their medals and everything, um, and is absolutely adamant that they are correct to prune to do what they got to do to take out the other timelines. It doesn't matter about anything else. And it's just kind of like, well, that's in, you know, it's, it's interesting because you've got the judge there, and the judges are supposed to be kind of in charge to an element. Now, now they've worked out that the timekeepers are fake, but mm-hmm. the general's like, ah, oh, it changes nothing. It's not, not, not concerned, not kind of, oh, the people we thought were in charge, she's not like that. She's just like, nah, it changes nothing. So it's almost like, did you know? It was too easy. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, and and this goes back to the to the general more than the judge. Actually, what do they actually know? Yeah. Because who who in their right mind would roll over that easy just because some crazy god said, "Hey, this is happening," and you've got Mobius, who, as, as amazing as he is, can possibly be seen as a bit of a Wally. Yeah. You know, yeah. for them to just go, okay, you know, yeah. throw the hands up. Mm, really? Yeah. Not buying it. So whilst this is going on, this meeting, Loki is trying to catch up to Mobius. But every time he gets close, he time slips. There's a quite a funny scene of Mobius walking down a corridor and Loki basically shouts his name and vanishes in the background. <clears throat> and Mobius is just like, oh, oh, never mind, and carries on. Loki gets to the war room, but is in the past. In the war room in the past, there is a typical Kang everything. You know, Kang will obviously love looking at himself. And there is a recording (laughs) device. This obviously sort of like, again, the TVA bureaucracy. Yeah. Every meeting or whatever discussion in this room is recorded for the record. For the record, they kept saying. And he plays this. Um, He starts the recording initially. And it's just Kang saying to somebody, you know, I couldn't have done this without you. You know, I, it's my honour to lead this with you. So he rewinds it to the beginning and you hear Renslayer's voice. That that was a surprise for me. That that was kind of like, that came out of, I was like, oh, what the, f- <laughs> hang on a minute. So basically, Renslayer isn't just like everybody else is some sort of variant. He also calls her his Marvel, which, you know, can just be a little bit of a nod and a throwaway, but mm. felt um, it felt a little bit more 
loving, embracing, kind of, we're a team, we're a partnership, romantic, I don't know, but just kind of felt like he was, and he was basically almost thanking her, like, you know, you helped me win this war. So who is Renslayer? You know, yeah. what is Renslayer? And, you know, because she's clearly more than just Judge Renslayer. There's clearly more to that. Yeah. <clears throat> and the relationship they had clearly was one where, where at least in this recording, it sounds like Kang, he who remains, is treating her as an equal. However, we then know the TVA, all of the light that was put in place, and she obviously had her memory wiped with everybody else. Mm. So two parts of this for me. One is, what did you think of that, with all the recording stuff? And what do you think about the fact that the recording, when Loki first played it, was halfway through? Um. So the first part, I don't think that there was any kind of romantic relationship between them I, it almost sounded to me like one of um yes okay one adores the other I, I can I can feel that but it's almost a admiration you know yeah. I look to you um more than anything anything beyond that yeah um and um in terms of the recording um i didn't really think about it at the time the fact that actually it was it was part way through but i i wonder who would have been listening to that who who and what would they do with that information well because i'm there's a there's something that happens towards the end that we'll we'll get to but actually makes this make more sense well which we'll yeah. get to well the, the theory the theory <laughs> i have on this is that the person who's gone and listened to that or had listened to it and then left was renslayer because we know okay. renslayer left at the end of season one to try and find out what the hell was going on she was confused she went to she went to that her sacred timeline and found her ver- found herself so realized yes okay i'm a variant you know i'm a school teacher here what the you know so mm. what mobius is saying is correct and then she went off like she grabbed loads of files loads of information and has gone off to investigate like vanished so my initial thought on it was she's the one who's gone to this time step through listen to that heard her heard that and gone what the f-? and then you know gone again <laughs> mm. well I'll, I'll i'll when we get when we get <clears throat> to it yeah i will tell you who i think it was okay uh, that's fine I, I yeah i got an idea <laughs> um so uh like i said they have this meeting loki then appears in the the present day uh sees mobius that was quite a nice reunion put it on mobius loki <laughs> like finally get to speak to each other tom hiddleston is, is a very very good actor and he plays the role of loki very very well and has done across all of the films all the different incarnations he's appeared in um but one of the things i think people sometimes underestimate with marvel stuff and there's a lot of kind of look down their noses is the quality of the acting in 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 parts and Tom Hiddleston, for me, manages to put across the threat of Kang and Kangs better in the couple of scenes in this episode than the whole of Ant-Man did, Ant-Man 3. Absolutely. Like he, he was terrified. Like, you know, we got to the man at the end of the rainbow and he made sense. And it was like, what? It's like, you know... <clears throat> he, everything he said like about keeping a timeline and everything like a- against everything that i thought free will and everything he made sense mm. and now all of this is coming and he steals one of those like uh glow sticks of destiny i'm gonna call it uh <laughs> the the pruning rods and hammers this wall which had a beautiful mural of the fake you know time sacred timekeepers and of course the wall vanishes and there is Kang's faces, which was there earlier. He knew it was yeah. there behind that wall. Um, 
which is kind of a funny thing is like you know kang wiped everyone's minds and just basically wallpapered over his face everywhere <laughs> so it's like oh come on man you must have taken down like a million statues you couldn't have just remove that wall but yeah just replace the wall yeah but um it's there and it's just kind of like that that who is that is who took you from your timelines that is who is coming back um but again yeah. there was very very mild reactions from yeah. the people in the room and the only what the, the one that had the biggest reaction because he was so quiet was the sleepy guy yeah <laughs> you know yeah. he woke up like oh you know? what's going on <clears throat> yeah. what happened to my wall yeah um so Loki is time slipping and he's now uh, with Mobius and we get probably my favourite comedy moment of all of this, which is he time slips in front of the Mobius and Mobius reacts and he's like, oh. how bad does it look? Uh, how does it feel? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i okay. I'm okay. He's like, yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> it was born or dying yeah. both at the same time. Yeah. It was brilliant. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was, and I know it's obviously all pre-written, but it was delivered in such a way that you know he's so quick yeah. that you can just imagine that that would be his instant thought anyway. Yeah, it's like you're being <laughs> like, born and you're dying Italian. at the same time, and it then and then you realise they're in this elevator and there's someone else in there, and he's like, "What do you think?" He's just like, "Oh." I don't know what to say. That would be my reaction. Yeah, it would be like, like look what? of absolute horror on this person's <laughs> face. It's like, see. Um, so basically, uh, with Miss Minutes out of action and Loki saying that you can't trust Miss Minutes, uh, they head to uh, like a department which seems to be long forgotten, basically repairs for the TVA. Yeah. And they're just going down through layers and layers and layers, all this building, like just keep getting elevators down and down and down until they get there. Basically, arriving like the basement of the TVA where all the tubes end <laughs> and they get there. And there we meet OB. AKA yeah. short round and yeah. forever be short round because he's a hero to me. Um, we get probably one of the funniest exchanges I've ever had in Marvel when I loved, which is um, Loki time slips. Goes, wow, time slipping that you know what that is? Yeah, can you can you know you know what it is? Yeah, can you fix it? No, <laughs> just, yeah, I just yeah, absolutely love that. It's like, yeah, that's impossible inside the TVA. You just saw it. Yeah, yeah, I did. That's a that's a real that's a real thinker. <laughs> um so yeah, so we've had this kind of like light relief with that, but then we've got a Loki's time slip to the past and is with Obi in the past. And like I mentioned earlier on, Obi's memories are kind of being updated in real time. So as Loki in the past is talking to him. And Mobius says, like, have you ever seen this before? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually once. And he says to him, it's like, is Loki now in the past with you and your memory and you, him talking to you is now coming into your memory? Yes. I think that is it's the only logical explanation of what's going on. <laughs> and just, again, another person whose line delivery is just phenomenal. Like this, this sound and look of bewilderment. Yeah. But at the same time, utter surety of yeah your logic sound that makes perfect sense yeah we'll, we'll just carry on um so obi uh mentions in the past oh you'll need oh i can't remember what it was called um oh know. a temporal extractor oh, i think you're temporal right temporal extractor temporal temporal aura extractor was That's that the it? One. yeah um and he's like have you got one of those no Yes, because Loki in the past got him to build one. I'm building one. Um, right there, there was like a demonstration of how long it took as well, because Loki was like just sort of stood at this desk playing with different things for over a period of time. Um, Loki's like, okay, now you need to hold on to that for me. He's like, okay, <laughs> just just like puts it down to one side. <laughs> um, the he, Loki time slips back to the present day, and he's got it there. And then he's explaining to them what will happen. And I think, again, in this bit is a com comedic brilliance, which is, you know, you can't be in there too long. You need to be quick about it. So you got to be quick about it. Yeah, because I was your skin peels off. Because of what? It's like my skin will peel off. And Loki's there saying, yeah, well, I've got to prune myself from all, you know, all reality to, to like get back. And he's like, well, it's better than having your skin peeled off. <laughs> is it? Is yeah. it? 
you know, you'll yeah. be alive. Yeah, but with no skin. <laughs> just... <laughs> it's just so like nonchalant. Like, oh yeah, your, your skin will just get peeled off. Like it happens every day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. Now, one of the things that's happening is there are power surges. We've seen it since the start of the episode. And one happens when Obi's there and Obi's like, oh, my lamp's been doing this. Mobius just casually says, oh, we've had power surges all day. And straight away, Obi's demeanor changes. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what? It's like, you know, that shouldn't be happening. And he, he drags them off to uh, a, a, a time flume. I think he says the time flume, the time loom, loom, time loom, temporal loom, temporal loom. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Um, the the style of door was the same as the X Men Cerebro. Um, the way yeah, it I've seen people losing their minds over that. Yeah, I I, I just <laughs> think it's the same style of door. They they yeah. you know again it's Disney save money just use that door okay just use that door yeah, again paint it yeah. another color um, <laughs> yeah it's just some props guy like oh, fine yeah uh, but yeah so so I, was, yeah, I saw a fair few people just that scene of it opening and doing the X Men theme over the top of it but yeah okay um, yeah. but I'm just gonna say it, it's there for a way um, but, you know who would be going wild about that? Oh, Steph, yeah. Steph, Steph <laughs> would be... not here, so... X-Men confirmed! That, that would be being screamed in my ear. That's the scream. enthusiastic yeah. clip for Stefan, because he's not here. Yes, there we go. Yes, the, the X-Men confirmed. That's what it means. Yeah. Um. So we see this, and we get a very bizarre explanation of, like, unrefined time goes in. And then it creates timelines, but it's all branching. That shouldn't happen. We shouldn't have it branch before it gets in there. And it's so it's almost like, and Obi basically says himself he built it. But Obi also reveals during the way there that he built everything. He wrote literally right. He's like, there's a green handbook. He throws it to Loki. It's on every desk, and it tells you how everything works inside the TVA and how to do it, how to fix it. And Logan's like, oh, right, okay. And he's like, how do you know that? He's like, because I wrote it. So again, there's this element of me of like, Obi's never had his mind wiped, has he? Well, I, you know, if he's been there since the beginning of time and yeah. he's there until the end of time, yeah. that's a really short-sighted thing to wipe that person's memory. Big time, yeah. But because he's so secluded in his own bubble down yeah. in the basement you know he probably has no idea what's been going on on the surface for all no. this time that's why you know when he's so excited to see mobius yeah and which is interesting because if he knew mobius's mind had been wiped why would he be saying oh i've not seen you in all what's it been exactly yeah so so do you think obi is overtly a baddie or do you think perhaps obi's just doing his job and doesn't realize that has been manipulated I, th I think he is, and this is just a hope for me, he's so innocent yes. and so cute yes. that I really just want it to be that he's been locked away for all of time and has no idea that he's accidentally yes. <laughs> enabling, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. That's that's what I, you know, he'll, he, you know, he'll come and save the day. That's what we, my... Well, we, we, shall, <laughs> we shall see. Um Obi obviously lays out the plan. Uh, Mobius gets into this massive suit. Um, oh. Love the moment, though, where he's just writing the word skin in dust. Like, skin? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, yeah. It's all... See, I, I have issues with the suit. Oh, you have issues. Uh, well, I don't like it. I really don't. When you first see him appear on screen with that bloody helmet on... yeah. It just gave me instant horrific flashbacks from Ant-Man. Oh, right, yeah. A bloody... What's his name? Um, the the uh, stupid MODOK thing. Yeah, MODOK, when he's got yeah. that stupid stretched-out face. And it's probably just that the way that it was shot. Yeah. But it gave me that, ugh, look, it looks ridiculous. But as it kind of goes on, it, it, it changes slightly. But yeah. as soon as it came up, with the helmet on, I instantly just went, oh, 
weird fat head looking thing. I just thought the idea <laughs> of like he's wearing this monstrous great big suit with the huge hose on it. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is so stupid. And Obi's like talking to him, like, okay, now you're going to be out there, all the suit's going to be vanishing. You haven't got long. I'm going to hit this button. Remember, your skin's going to come right off. And he's like, yes, I know. I know. So you've made this so clear to me. Um, Loki is time slipped, and this time he's time slipped into the future. And the way they show us that is skin is still written on the dust. I liked that. That was very smart. Mm -hmm. It was a throwaway stupid thing where Mobius is just like, oh, my skin. Um, but it enabled us as the audience to recognize, oh, he's gone forward. Okay, mm -hmm. straight away. Okay, all right, we know this, this is different. And the TVA is in an absolute mad evacuation. There is an alert going telling all TVA personnel to get to their nearest escape place. And he's going through corridors. It feels almost like a horror film. And then a phone starts ringing. Which adds to that horror film vibe. And he follows the phone. And it's like it's like this kind of tension building. Because we know in the present day Mobius is out there. He's holding on as long as he can to try and save Loki. Um, Obi's telling him like, no, I've got to close the doors soon. I've got to close the doors He's just following this phone, you know, with this with this thing, device that Obi gave him. It's like, okay, when this is in the green, prune. <laughs> prune yourself. Mm. And he's like, you know, he's just following it. And he gets there, and then where the phone is, there's, like, elevator doors open, and it's Sylvie. And Sylvie says, there you are. And as he looks at her, and his face full of emotion of seeing her, he gets pruned and then obviously he goes and uh, the character you know is running at Mobius he's trying to get away in that giant suit which again is just comical because he's trying to move his you know move your ass as quickly as he can uh, Loki is pulled from the time stream hits Mobius the two of them go boom straight for the door as it closes and you know kind of Saving Loki saves Mobius in essence in that, which is which is a good scene. Yeah. However, who pruned Loki? Why was Sylvie there in the future? Something to me feels like this season is going to end where it started for me. <laughs> it, it, it just kind of feels like the writers of this are making this season Ouroboros, which is basically infinity is another way of putting that like a, a circle, an unbreakable loop. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I have, well, I have faults. However, I'm going to hand this over to you because I think perhaps this is what you were talking about earlier that you had some ideas about. Yeah. So the, the Obi's name is, I think a, a dead giveaway for the whole the whole season. I think you know. I completely agree with you on that. Um, never ending kind of circle, yeah. infinite, infinite time loop. You know, I think that that's where we are. And it's everything. We all know that everything is time related. So yeah. it it's got to me that just feels like the most sensible, not necessarily yeah. obvious because you know nothing is ever obvious with with Loki. No, um, but it would just make the most sense it doesn't need to be any more clever than it is because it's already bloody confusing as hell anyway mm -hmm. um but loki the pruning and it, i might be way off yeah but i think it was future loki i think he did it to himself yeah and the person who'd already listened to the recording was him so you think again another sort of time not a, not a variant but, you know, yeah. if we're doing this on a loop, we've yeah. already done this once. This has already yeah. happened. It's 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 circular. And um, basically, Loki prunes himself. So there yeah. there is a figure visible behind Loki just as he just as the elevator doors There's a shot and there is a silhouette of a person behind him. That's all you can see. All you can see is the silhouette. However, yeah. for me. 
it kind of feels like if you're going to do that and then later on you're going to show it from the silhouette's point of view, perhaps Sylvie's opening the door saying, there you are, isn't actually talking to that Loki. To that Loki. She's talking to the one stood behind him. Mm. And then we're going to see that from that point of view. It's going to make me go cross-eyed, but I um. It's interesting. Like straight away, I was like, "Oh, who's pruned him?" Because she didn't do it, and yeah. So that was that's interesting. That's that's going to be a question mark. Somebody, and... somebody else suggested. I mean, if you think about this, did you watch The Good Place? I did. So that repetitive, try, try, try again. Yeah. Um, premise, I think, is what we'll see. At the end, I don't think every you know every episode isn't going to be a repeat. No. But what we'll see potentially, maybe at the end, is this is you know their third, fourth, fifth, sixth you know Five millionth attempt, attempt to, to yeah. try and do this. And in each attempt, you know it might be Loki. Somebody suggested that Ob was the one that did that did the pruning. Yeah, it might be um, um, General Doc. You know, it could dogs, be yeah. anyone, but at the moment I'm leaning towards perhaps the, why Loki kind of is able to crack some of this stuff yeah. is because, so, you know, somewhere in the deep, dark depths of his conscience, he's already done it. You know, this is deja vu, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Right. That's, That's kind good. of the, the way I'm feeling about it at the I moment. Like it. Uh, you mentioned the general. The general leads a massive team. With mm. many, many pruning charges through through a door, uh, Hunter sees them and it's just like, well, that's not for Sylvie. So you know you're supposed to be going looking for Sylvie. That's yeah. clearly you're off shutting down timelines. Um, so that's... And that's what makes me wonder about her. You know, has yeah. she lost her memories before? Is she another OB type person? Yeah, exactly. What did so, she know? So again, question marks there. We, we mm. will we will keep an eye on. Uh, that is the end of the episode. Um, something which Marvel Disney Plus series have screwed me on so many times is I wait for an end credit and there's never one there. <laughs> and so I've, I've pretty much given up. I've pretty much just kind of resigned myself to it. So as the credits are playing, so I quite like the theme to Loki. I'm just finishing my notes. And then all of a sudden, those sneaky, sneaky bar stewards have thrown me a mid-credit scene where it's the 80s, it's America, and Sylvie, uh, directly from Killing He Who Remains, has arrived in 80s America at a McDonald's and goes and orders herself some food. Uh, what was it? Not rat, not possum. <laughs> Just <laughs> nothing with a face, already dead. A uh, basically, me ordering breakfast when I've got a hangover. Um, so yeah, uh, we get that scene and we get to see her with this kind of look as she's looking around, like I've done it. I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore. I don't have to keep running. I can just do what I want now. She's free. And there's a nice calm moment for her in that moment. And then boom, done. I got a horrible feeling that was it. That's her calm moment. Cause I think Loki's going to find her and be like, what have you done? Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, that was the episode. Um, I loved it. I, I enjoyed Loki season one. I thought it was very clever, very engaging. Uh, I liked that season two literally took from where that one left off and ran with it. Um, I, I feel that they are doing a far better job of making me worried about Kang than Ant-Man did, which, <laughs> which, is, um, which is impressive because Ant-Man kind of, crapped on that Killed it. yeah yeah so the fact they've picked it up and they're like no trust me it is a bad guy <laughs> so all right yeah. all right i'll go with it <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's that's my notes what what about you um yeah i think it's it's a whole different tone to ant-man isn't it really it is. it, you yeah. know they're, they're both you, then you're not comparing apples to apples here they're, they're so different in in styles visuals everything but like you i'm glad that you know, I'm afraid of Kang again. Yeah, and, um, and they're doing that, doing a good job. Um, I think yeah. in this series we do see um, some variants again, which which would be interesting um, to see how how that comes across. At least the trailer makes it look like we see at least one. 
Um, so yeah, so I um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to episode two. Um, the episodes here in the UK are coming out on Friday, so the US are getting it Thursday evening, and basically they're going on the Disney Plus around two a.m. UK time. It's Friday morning, so when you wake up Friday, basically the the episodes are there. Uh, so we will continue with Marvel Monday. So you've got to watch it. Everyone's got the weekend to watch it. And then we'll be out on the Monday to discuss it. Uh, it's six episodes, so we've got five to go. Whew. Yeah. And, and then, off the back of that, the Echo season is available. So we got that to look forward to. Well, lots, lots more Marvel content here on the show to come. I'm looking forward to Echo, I must say. Yeah, me too. Um, although they, they seem to have kind of... Just stop promoting it. I, I don't get what's going on there. It feels like they've kind mm. of gone, oh, we made that. Yeah, yeah, we'll release it. Good luck, everyone. Um, so I, I don't know whether perhaps that's just me overthinking that, but I'm looking forward to it because I enjoyed that character and I'm looking forward to see where they go with it and what they tie mm. it in with. Uh, but yeah, that's the show. Um, massive thank you to everybody for continuing to listen. Uh, our Q&A shows out over 25,000 unique listeners on both part one and two. So thank you for that. That was mind-blowing. <laughs> um, I hope everyone enjoyed it. The feedback we've had was quite lovely and disturbing in some places. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next Monday with, season, with episode two of season two of Loki. Uh, if you're a Walking Dead fan, keep an eye on the social medias. We've got the Daryl Dixon show for season one coming up soon. And, of course, the final season of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, for Star Wars fans, we've just finished Ahsoka, um, so check out all eight episodes of that. That's available now everywhere you get your podcasts. And yeah, everything else, uh, The Boys, Gen V, we will be discussing that, the spin-off to The Boys show. Uh, that's coming very, very soon as well, but keep an eye on the social media. We'll try and let you know when those shows are going to be scheduled. But until next Monday, Kayleigh, take care. Bye. That, that's what's been happening. Wow. Time slipping. Wait, time, you know that? Yeah. You've seen that? Yeah. Can you fix that? No. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week. 